What's up? Guys, Hi, we're back. We're, back. we're here. We're here. You're here. Make sure that you are sharing the broadcast right now. We have an awesome, awesome episode in store for you today. What yes. do they have to look forward to? Senor Crabtree. We are going to be starting off the day with Food Mash. Yes. It was the Food Mash. <laughs> the Food Mash. That <laughs> uh, doesn't work. All right. We're going to be following that up with a, a new episode of Truth Talk. After Truth Talk, we're going to go into the top 10 and after top 10, we will be jumping back into the man who would be king. It's going to be the best. Going to be amazing. But right now, it's... it's time for food mash. <laughs> Guys, I literally blocked this out so of my nervous. head. Yes. I, like, all yesterday in trying to remember what the segments were for today, I blacked this out. <laughs> because last week was... If you, had, if you missed last week, you I was... You go back in, and watch. I was in tears. Like, she was, literally, she was yes. crying. It yes. was... It yeah. was it, it was, was the something. best. <laughs> it was the best. The best. <laughs> okay, so we have, how many concoctions do we have today? Assistance extraordinaire say that we have four. Okay. Mm, here we and go. And we have no idea what any of this stuff is, No. Right? Should we no. bless these? I don't know. Lord, <laughs> bless. <laughs> oh, hello. Okay. What is this? A pickle got... and gummy worm. Ooh. Sour gummy worm. Right. Oh, the pickle, scent of pickle it's interesting. Sour. I mean, down. pickles are, what, are pickles tart or sour? Like, are they sour? Well, if they're dill. Sour. They're sour. If they're sweet, they're not. Do well, we know what kind of pickles these are? They're dill. Dill pickles. Dill? So okay. they're sour? Dill spears. So sour. sour on sour. Yeah. <sighs> Salty okay. sour. Praise the Lord. Okay. I like both of these things individually. Yes. Here we go. Mm. All right. There are different kinds of sour. Not good. And then the sweet kicks in. Mm -hmm. Not, no. No? See, no. the pickle like overpowers the gummy worm. Mm -hmm. Not flavor, enough. But the gummy worm still has like Ugh. its own thing. It's like a bread and butter pickle mixed with a dill pickle, but then gelatinized. It's, it's really not pleasant. That's really gross, honestly. So, it tastes like medicine. So you, you're a you're a no. I'm a, I'm a firm no. no. I'm a I'm a yes. I like it. Come <laughs> I thought on. it was come I on. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Dev gave us a new word: sour and tart sart. equals sart. I like it. Sart. <laughs> oh, that left uh, and it left like an aftertaste on my tongue. That's not like bad. I can still really taste it in the back. All that right, enjoyed it. Okay, I'll swap and receive the new one. Do, 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 do. All right, what is this? I don't know, but I see crushed remains of a goldfish, and that's, y'all, I have a new. Oh, this one. Oh. Look okay. at that. All right. Doritos and barbecue chips. Oh. I, I do, I feel I'm like this that. is something I would do on a regular basis. Yeah, I think I have sure. done okay. this. Like, you, right? you didn't have enough of, of one yeah. to have like a, on your plate, so you just throw them like, Yeah, I feel like this is the best, best of both worlds right now. I, you ready? I, oh, yeah. Going in? Yes. Go oh, ahead, one of each. Gonna, Okay, here we go. Doritos and BBQ chips. Barbecue. Wouldn't that be awful? They just like put something else on all of this. Mm -hmm. Like aside from the chip being <clears throat> kind of stale, I like the flavors together. I could get down to. I could get down to barbecue Doritos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Like cheese, cheese on barbecue. We'll, yeah. sa we'll save this. Cheese on yes. barbecue. <laughs> By we you eat me. Well. I'm like honestly, for some that. reason, I was expecting like they put like 
old base seasoning or like a lot of salt. So like we're like, oh, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> and then, oh, that would have been cruel. After I shouldn't have given them this idea. Rachel told me that she was going to be kind to me this week because, Since you cried. because of what happened last week. Because I cried. That is kind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Number three. Let's do this. Okay. I, I ha what I have learned through this segment. It's a live turtle, guys. Oh my word. <laughs> Rise, uh, kill, and eat. <laughs> this is just trail mix, isn't it? Oh, no, there's something in it. What is that? Oh Mixed my. nuts, raisins, and sweet tart extreme sweet tart. sour. Extreme sour? Why, oh, why, why do we have to do the extreme sour stuff? Oh, good. That's good. Oh, my. Okay, so are we doing like a mouthful? I guess so. Okay. But you have to get one of the sour things, too. Yeah. Okay. I So the first food mash did not work. Right. Mm -hmm. The last one did. The last one. Oh, oh the last bowl. one was great. Last yeah. one, we were all thumbs up. All first, we were split. And now, here we this go. This one I'm nervous about. Oh, my heavens. I don't know. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, no. Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. No. No. Mm -mm. Well. Hmm. Mm. No. The nuts help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Look at Kevin. <laughs> They're really sour. No. No. Well, <laughs> I'm having a mental, like, I'm confused. Mm hmm Actually, I think it's good. I think yeah, it works. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm good with this one. It works. I think. I mean, they. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, like the raisins, it kind of just. Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> I don't know, it reminds me of just like more potent raisins. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm on board with this one. I can I do this a, one. My mouth was like it all was a nice set ring for the to sweet it. of the raisins, and mm -hmm. then the nuts was a nice balance, and then all of a sudden this sour flavor just. Uh, yeah, I it think it's because I, the bottom layer of food in my mouth was nuts, mm -hmm. so I didn't get any of the sour. Gotcha. I chewed it very quickly. Because I didn't mm. want to have a warhead experience. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what's our final like thumbs? one? Yeah, what are we doing? Thumbs? Mm. Oh. Um, I'm on board with this one. I've been on board with all of them so far. Um, I, I yeah. was not on board no, with the no, first no, one. Not vehemently not on board with yeah. that one. I, I've learned through this segment that I like pickles. Mm-hmm. Yes, pickles are you, awesome. We need to give you the pickle and peanut butter oh, sandwich. No. That's, oh, no. Okay, read the label. That looks like peanut butter. Is it peanut butter? I, nope. I think it's a mixture. Uh, oh, good. Cookout sauce, Arby's horsey sauce, Bojangles honey mustard, Chick-fil-A sauce, Taco Bell fire sauce, ketchup, and soy sauce. And then it says, love y'all. <laughs> so, so I feel, like, I feel <laughs> like what happened is somebody right said, you know what, we have this condiment drawer. Yep. We need to get rid of this <laughs> Let's, just, let's, let's just dump it all in. All right. We're make a dip. All right, guys, put it in the comments if you think this uh, is going to be good or not. Yes. I, I yeah. I think it will be. I was out when you said ketchup and soy sauce. Like, I was pretty the on The soy board. sauce is, you know. Hey, you know, that's you know a, that's a good faith. question. Who wow, that's there, a lot that's, of it. That's a lot that, of that's it. That's a man-sized load. Who wow. out there has a condiment drawer at their house? That's what Sniff I want to know. Is that, like, a common thing for everybody? It doesn't smell that bad. Drawer. That's but, not true. No. That's a lie. It does so, not smell good. We got nope, nope. It kind of smells like Chick-fil-A Christy says good. Yeah. I think, I think this will work. Is Chick-fil-A sauce in it? It, yeah. Do you guys it see like this? It looks like peanut butter. Like, oh, I'm out. 
It, oh. it doesn't smell at all like that. <laughs> like, that is a ton. You got like a queso size serving. I thought that's what we were doing there. Oh, I was not brave enough. We must be They're brave. tortilla chips. I was going queso on it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You're going back for more. This is good. Yeah. Tastes a lot like Chick-fil-A sauce. It's just like spicy because from the horsey sauce, the spice is just spicy Chick-fil-A. I was wrong. I was wrong. This will work. Yep. I think this works. Not awful. Wow. Not terrible. Nope. Nope, this is pretty good. Yeah, this I'm good surprised. Yeah, I was, I was nervous Maybe. about Ooh, the um, nuggets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about fire mm -hmm. sauce. Mm -hmm. I thought that is that their hottest one. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. Mm -mm. Like this no. really isn't hot. No. At all. I thought it was gonna so, be spicy. Johnny thought it was gonna be spicy too. It's really not. I mean, to be honest, so this is something that I've done in the past. Is like, I've taken different condiments and just mashed them together, and they've all almost always worked out. Really. So. So yeah, just mm -hmm. putting a bunch of condiments together actually makes a really good sauce. That's probably where Chick-fil-A sauce came from. Let's just throw all those together. Yeah, it's really this good. works. Mm -hmm. I'm good. We're good. This is such a good yeah. food mash session. Yeah, this was nice. Thank you, Rachel, Ooh, thank for you, not Rachel. making us cry. Lord. Kevin was close with, yeah. this, with the, <laughs> the sour. Yes. <laughs> but this was pretty good. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you tune in next Wednesday for another installment of the food yeah. mash challenge and if okay if there are weird foods that you want to see us eat to see if they pair up together this is dangerous put it in the comments <laughs> that way we know what ideas you have mm -hmm. for us to try and up next we have our part two of truth talk what do you think I'm Whatever day you're watching this on. Whatever day Tuesday, that is. Maybe? Tuesday? Wednesday. Maybe you're watching it on Friday. Happy maybe Friday. Saturday. <laughs> Happy day. Whatever yeah. day it is, we love you. That's like a passive aggressive. Happy day. Stop it, guys. We're done. <laughs> like, it's over. <laughs> Happy day. Philippians 4 8. Whatever is true, mm -hmm. whatever is honorable mm -hmm. and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Whatever is pure yeah. and wholesome, yeah. whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence at all, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things yeah. and center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Yeah. What made me think of that is it's not our fault. The devil's going to, I mean, the devil's always going to try to shoot yeah. bad thoughts at us. And that's not our fault. Our, our, our fault. Thought and fault. Fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna say fault. <laughs> it's not our wrongdoing. What <laughs> is your issue? God! Our sister and her friend like just popped up at the window out of nowhere. Like creepsters too. Like not a fast one, a slow rise. Anyway, it's not it's our. It's not our fart. It's <laughs> not our fart. So guys, it's not our fault for the devil throwing. Thoughts. Good I job. got it. I got it this time. There will be thoughts that he'll try to fire at us, but it is our fault when we take hold of those yeah. and hold on to them. How we know which thoughts to take hold of and which not to is to learn which ones we do and we ignore all others. Just ignore them completely. And this verse, Philippians 4 8, tells you, and you can just meditate on it and train yourself. This yeah. is what I want to think of. Yeah. Is this thought I just took hold of and thought about for 10 minutes? 
Is that true? Is that worthy of praise? And truth is different than fact. Truth right. is a totally different right. ball game than what's fact. You know, a fact may be that I have had a headache, but right. the truth is higher than that. And the truth mm -hmm. is that God healed me. Jesus, mm -hmm. by his stripes, I was healed. Right. So just because something is a fact mm -hmm. does not make it true. Jesus is the truth yeah. and the light. Yeah. We base everything off of him. In those moments, it's... <laughs> oh. I heard you inhale. I, I didn't have something to say. Right before you start talking. <laughs> Let me talk! <laughs> um, in those moments, like, for instance, the true versus fact, it's easy for the flesh to, like, convince yourself, even if you know the Bible, that the flesh might try to convince yourself, well, it is true, or well, it yeah. is whatever. Mm -hmm. And something that Pastor Brian said on the Lunch Plus What's Right broadcast mm -hmm. was, if it doesn't make you lift your hands and praise God, mm -hmm. it's not right. from God. It's not, you should not be thinking mm -hmm. about it. And when he first said that, I was like, that's extreme. <laughs> that is very extreme, but that just shows like how me even thinking that is so extreme shows yeah. how much my mind can grow and yeah, it needs right. to, needs to be renewed and develop that that is the way I'm constantly thinking yeah. that everything that I'm thinking um, does praise God yeah or at least choosing that to put those things down yeah well and you can train your mind mm -hmm. to think on things you know it the pastor said in a recent sermon that he preached yeah. on that there's a difference between like agreeing with it and being like, Oh yeah, no, I know that's true. Right. And like speaking those things, yeah. like your thoughts and what you speak, they go hand in hand. And so when he said it the other day, I'll use myself as an example. I've been believing for the Lord to heal me of something. Yeah. And anytime yeah. the situation would come up, like it's like my body would just shut down. Like in my brain, I'm like, Oh, no, this is a problem. This is a problem. This has been a problem. Like, this is going to keep being a problem. And right. out of my mouth, I'd be like, I'm, I'm healed, but I know it's been there. So I don't want to, I don't want to push it. And really what I was doing is I like thought in my head, like I had mental knowledge of no, God, God's healed me, but I didn't believe yeah. it. And yeah. so yesterday, actually, the situation came up again. But because I took hold of that, when I got in the situation, I had already been meditating on God has healed me. God has made me whole. Like this is like my body functions as it's supposed to function and it's designed to function yeah. in the best that it could possibly be. And as I'm in the situation, all of a sudden, the thing that I was believing for like came to pass immediately in the middle of that situation. And the only difference was how I was thinking about it. Yeah. Nothing else changed, not what I was doing. Like everything worked because my thoughts on it changed. Right. That's it. That's the only difference. Well, as we train our thoughts, that will be what we believe in our heart. And the Bible says, out of the depths of your heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. Once we really believe on what the Bible says is true, once we think on that, yeah. that'll begin to be what we think. Yeah. Or what we say. I know what you meant. I was yeah. with you. Once we start to really believe, I am healed. Yeah. I am happy. I have a full life. Yeah that'll start being what we say. And yeah. even when people come up to us, like in situations like this with the COVID or whatever, and people being all scared, 
I think on things that are worthy of praise. Yeah. I think on what I know is true. Yeah. So when people come up and ask, like, are you scared? Can you believe this? Out of our hearts, we respond, no, we're not, because we know yeah. what's true. And that's what you believe. That's yeah. what you know to be true. Amen. Well, if you have any questions or, like, any clarifying questions of, yeah. ah, I don't know if I quite understand that, yeah. please message us. We'd be happy to hear from you. We love you guys. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for watching our video. Thank you for liking our page and assuming you have. If you haven't, go right ahead. You can like it. So you can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram at truthtalk.vlog. So yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. all. That's all for now, folks. That's all, folks. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah, new videos drop every Tuesday, so if you want to be caught up to date on the latest video, then subscribe to our stuff, and you'll be notified first. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>
I, it should probably be a top five on, out of all Disney songs, mm. like if Disney made a list, mm. but personally, it wouldn't be on my top five. But it is a good movie. I like the orchestra. Well, like, that, that's one of the, that song is the only reason that I had a desire when I was younger to, pl to learn to play steel drums. I never learned, but, but like, a worship leader but I'm like, do you play steel drums? <laughs> can you, can you imagine having that during a worship set? Uh, I, I so the reason some of these songs are so far down on the list is because you need to be able to sing a Disney song. And if you don't know the words, then you can't sing. And under the sea is one that I'm just like, the seaweed is always greener, but dum bum ba dum bum bum ba dum ba dum bum 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 And that's how I sing the entire song. That's, that's true. true. Okay. Number seven. I do know all the words to this one, though. Mm. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I don't feel like this should be this far down. Huh? I love this song. I do, too. H have you seen that meme, though, where, that says, well, because she's like, there goes the baker with his tray, like, like always. always. And, then, and, then the, and then it's the baker. He says, there goes Belle singing your daily mean song about <laughs> us. Good <laughs> <laughs> morning. That so makes me really I, I really like this song because of all the different characters that are introduced mm -hmm. and I get mm -hmm. to sing in my Marie, six eggs. Like, it's, it's so great. <laughs> That's too expensive. There must be more to this provincial life. Okay, yeah. number six. This song makes me so happy. This is Why Should I Worry from Oliver and Company. Never seen I that. just saw this movie maybe six months ago. And it was while I was babysitting, and I just laid there and I, like, cried. It was really sad. Oh, I don't want to watch but this But the now. song's not sad. The song's not sad. I don't want to watch this movie now. This, and the song is sung by Billy Joel. And so mm. it's like, why should I worry? It's, oh, it's such a good one. Mm. Like, it is a happy song. Yeah, they are. And then a really sad movie. Okay, <laughs> we have now embarked upon the top five. And as you've seen, my top five things have not been super popular, but you know what? That's okay. <laughs> number five is So This Is Love from Cinderella. The reason this hits number five is because Cinderella is number one, my favorite. But number two, I had like a really cool experience with Jesus one time in relation to that song. So it's not necessarily a Disney reason, but anytime I hear it, I'm like, oh, Jesus. It's um, not a Jesus movie, and I'm not I've, saying it's Jesus, but to me, they are linked. I, like, a lot of these songs are super obscure Disney songs that, like, nobody would ever pick to be in their top 15. But Barrett <laughs> would. <laughs> I think, all in all, it is a good song, but it's another one of those, like, oh, who are you? Let's waltz. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's exactly how this one happens. That's awesome. true. That's okay. True. Now... Now we're hitting my absolute all-time, 100% all-time favorites, number four. I can um, go the distance yeah, from Hercules. Yep. I agree. That's a good one. I'm, I'm cool yep. with that. This is like a, a get-pumped song for me. It like, is. I can find my way. I, like, mm. I, I get down to that song. Like, that's it's true. definitely one I would listen to. If I need to be inspired, time. that's mm -hmm. one of those songs. Of, yeah, I can. Mm. I can do this. Do you, do you remember Nick Patera's Disney medley? Yes. Like, that, that's the part that really just, I, <laughs> I felt the passion in that. <laughs> okay, number three. Yep. Okay, so... <laughs> That's too low on your list. It like, honestly, that would be my number one, one circle. But do you know all the words to it? Can you sing it? Or do you have to, like, sing in tongues when you sing it? No, I know the words. Do it right now. 
No. <laughs> Luke, you it's sissy. It's Baba. Yeah. Something That's like it. that. I, I know the first two words just because I looked up the lyrics to it once. Because I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm saying. So I looked up the lyrics. Like, that's quintessential Disney. You can't. Mm. I had this Disney list initially without that song on it, and I yeah. needed to go back and on put it on. Yeah. No, it's. I'm blinking. It's great. into the sun. There's more to okay. see. Number two. Then can ever Here's another obscure one, but mm. it's, it's excellent. This is Brother Bear. And it's on my way. Guys, if you want like the happiest sounding song, go listen to On My Way. All from I can Brother think Bear. of I'm on my way. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I, I don't can know. go the distance. I had we had that on DVD and I watched it once. I'm like, this is such a weird movie. Brother Bear? Yeah. My but, bits and pieces. My mom really liked it because the moose in it were from Canada, so they would be like, hey! <laughs> but the song is really happy, and it's it's acoustic guitar, and it's mm -hmm. such a happy song. And, and that's your number two. That's my number two. Song? It's fitting to be in number two. Those are fighting words. <laughs> Since making this list on Friday, I've listened to the song at least six times since right. then. It makes me very at happy. At least wow. two times. Number... <laughs> One song. What do you guys think it is? Put it in the comments right now. It is. You got a friend in me. It is such a good one. That is my number one all-time favorite Disney song of all time forever. I feel like if I just keep saying it, I can avoid the judgment on Abigail's face right now. Because I know it's judgment happening. <laughs> it just, Toy it just Story immediately got stuck in my head. Scared me as a child. It's Oh, like the, the first one? Any of them. I don't any like of any of them. Because the first one has like the weird creepy kid and all the toys. Sid, and the yeah. second one has like the strawberry bear and mm -hmm. it, it was just creepy. And yeah. I don't feel like it was the peak of Disney. The Strawberry bear. Oh, where he tried to kill everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where he the tried to kill everyone. For sure. But You've Got a Friend with Me is, is just such a uh, classic song. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. Maybe. I cannot was, read William's comment well, from this William angle. said, I'm genuinely surprised there is nothing from Hello Dolly. Yeah. I've, I've never seen Hello Dolly. Like Dolly him. Parton? I'm sorry, William. There's judgment happening from behind the camera. Guys, I'm telling you what, doing this segment really puts me in the line of fire. So you've got to have a backbone to do this. I feel, like, I feel like your number one should have been, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. That, I feel I like that would be. What? That is, what? <laughs> Monsters, Inc.? Oh. So help me. So help me. And like, remember, like at the end of the movie, they had like, uh, Wait, I don't know if he was like, they had a production of that, of put that thing back where it came from. Or an honorable mention. That, that's an honorable mention. And uh, my honorable mention, because I made an honorable mention, okay. is Trash in the Camp from Tarzan, oh, which is a great one, but there's, I, it's just, you can't scoobadoo, dabadat, doobadoo, Me and Serena were like rocking out to that the other day. Like, like I have that whole, I do have that one memorized. Y'all walk around the church seeing that <laughs> all throughout the week. Well, guys, those were my top 10 Disney songs. Do you disagree with me? Yes. Probably so. Yep. Because, well, yep. probably. Yep. 
If you have any ideas for top 10 lists that you would like to see next week, go ahead and put those in the comments. We will read those and write them down. And we are so excited because up next, we have the man who would be king. We've got a special guest on today. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. We will be back in 30 seconds. Don't go anywhere. See you soon. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. Welcome to What's the Word? And uh, that was awesome. What I love on that is William's throwback to Hello, Dolly. That is impressive, <laughs> sir. And I watched that movie in, I think, chorus class. Uh, they made us watch that movie. So that in Oklahoma. But nicely played William Aldridge and uh, amen. I agree. There were some that were, uh, I would have said, uh, I would have said that they were, should have been lower on the list or more okay. towards uh, the number one. But mm -hmm. I don't know. That was interesting. I like that The Friend was the number one song. I, I saw that a lot of people disagreed with you, but I think that shows your heart, and that's cool. That's right. So, uh, Taylor McCaffrey. He said, Pastor Brian is epic. See, I, right when I read that is when you said, uh, I agree. And so, like, I read Pastor Brian is epic. I heard you say, I agree. I'm like, okay. Taylor, man, so I love too. you. Yeah. Taylor's in Germany. He's been doing some broadcasts. That's awesome, That's man. Awesome. I love you so much. I was actually thinking about you and praying for you yesterday. Uh, Taylor, I love you so very much. Evangelist Taylor McCaffrey. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Do you know Taylor? I don't. Yeah, he was there. Uh, he was in Tampa at the river uh, last October. Okay. And uh, anyway, he and his wife, Vicki, they're a blessing. So, amen. Hallelujah. Good to see you, fellas. I'm glad to have you here. Amen. So glad to be here. Good yeah, day. amen. So listen, if you know, they had a little bit of a break in the broadcast. If you shared the first 15 minutes but haven't shared once they came back online after uh, the noon uh, hour, uh, share it again. Uh, don't share it you know, more than one time, but uh, share the broadcast. This is going to be a really good session. I think there's going to be a couple of points that are going to be interesting. Yes. We have been talking about the man who would be king. So we're talking about anybody, man or woman, uh, youth, anybody that God is raising up to a leadership position. And truthfully, that is everybody. God yes. wants every believer to make disciples. And if you're going to make disciples, then you have to lead people. Uh, first of all, you lead them to the Lord. Second of all, you lead them into uh, the ways of Christ, the ways of God. That's what making a disciple is, is moving, uh, helping people influence them and encourage them and build them up to be disciplined after Jesus. And so one of the great things uh, that we see is that God wants everybody to be a leader. Yes. He wants to take them from wherever they are, no matter what level in life they, and what you know, cards they've been dealt. He will take them and he will raise them up. Matter of fact, if you look at the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11, you've got a lot of people in that list 
who were not high society. You've got people that were not high society, yeah. but they are on God's Hall of Fame list. And uh, he took them. They just gave themselves uh, to the Lord, and God raised them up. And, and that's what this whole series is about. This is the thing. I, I, everybody that I know has been given some kind of gift from God. There's nobody that's without uh, gifts. And so one of the things, though, is the gift will make room for people. So in other words, it will create a space for you. But here's the issue. The full counsel of the Word shows us very clearly that the fruit of the Spirit and character is what will keep you there. So a lot of times a gift will make room for people, and people so willingly want to step into that place where the gift, you know, and they think it's them. You know, well, I'm here because of my great voice, or I'm here because I can preach well. Listen. It's God who gives every good and perfect gift. But if you don't work on the character and the core of who you are, then you won't stay there for long or you won't be as productive and efficient as you should be. God wants us all to be so productive and so efficient. And he wants us to be you know, in that place for a long time. But in order to be there, we must study to show ourselves approved. So this whole series has been about... The people that God's calling to, leader, to leadership, which is everybody, uh, how do you get there and how do you stay there? So the person that would be literally the president or a king of a country, uh, the person that would be a manager, a CEO, a president of a corporation, a shift supervisor, a manager, you know, a person who would be a servant leader and definitely anybody who would be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. How do they get to the place that God wants them to get and how do they stay there? They've got to study about good leadership from the Bible. So we've been looking at basically King Saul and King David and the contrast of the two, things they did good and things that they didn't. And today we're in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And uh, before we jump into that, do y'all have anything to add or are y'all ready to jump in or what? I'm ready to, ready to ready? this. Yeah, glad you're here today. It's so awesome. happy to be here. You, you ditched the hat knowing that you were coming on here. I did. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told with, uh, well, should I put my boomerang hat on or not? I love my new boomerang hat. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Do you have anything before we jump in? You no, ready? I'm ready. All right. So as we look at this, Second uh, Samuel chapter 5, the current situation is, of course, uh, Saul, King Saul has passed in the battle uh, king David became the king of Judah. Uh, Saul's son Ishbosheth became the king of Israel. Uh, now Ishbosheth has passed and he's been murdered. And uh, David is now about to be king. And uh, there's some interesting pieces in here. One that I'll tell you about from my trip to Israel. It was a, one of the most interesting things that I actually saw on that trip. I'll show it to you here in a minute. But uh, let's go to uh, verse 1. So it says, Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. So now you have the people of Israel recognizing that they are with David, and they are, it's not supposed to be split. And this is a great moment. This is them pressing towards unity and recognizing the anointing of God. The person who would be leader, please put this in the comments. The person who would be a leader needs to recognize and act on the anointing. A person who would be a leader needs to recognize and act on the anointing. 
The anointing of God cannot come by any other way yet but that God would give it. And so we need to recognize when God is moving and we need to act on it. So the person who would be a leader needs to recognize and act on the anointing. And you see all of the people of Israel actually doing that right now. Verse 2 says this, Previously when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and in. And the Lord said, you will shepherd my people Israel and you will be a ruler over Israel. So see, now they're, they're recognizing what God said. They're, they're recognizing what the Lord said about David. But they're also recognizing that, hey, it was David who was leading and the victory was won. It was David who was at the helm of the army when they were beating the Philistines. It was Saul who was the leading the army when he got killed, right? That's right. And so they're saying, and this is something the Lord said to me. Please put this in the comments as well. Um, is recognize, you know, let, me, let me put it this way. Uh, watch the anointing that's on people. I, I'll, I'll rephrase that in a minute. But I remember one, one thing that I used to look, look for is, is that person anointed? Are they carrying something? Is there revelation that comes when they preach? And I'm not just talking about factual, but recognize when things start to unlock inside your spirit when somebody's preaching. Recognize when somebody does something and it works. Recognize when uh, it looks like there's no way that'll happen and yet provision comes in. Learn to recognize the anointing on people because God's the only one who can give it. God's the only one who gives an anointing. And so one of, yeah, yeah, Taylor said, watch the anointing on people. You want to watch when somebody will say something and it just unlocks something. I I remember the first conversation you and I had over the phone uh, and and us talking about it later on, you know, the way that you talked about it, it just seemed to unlock some stuff. I mean, there were specific points that God was just laying that thing out to you and, and opening up stuff in that conversation. You could speak more about it, but... It's learn to recognize when the anointing of God is being utilized in somebody's life. So one of the things that I do is I'll recognize who was speaking when that thing unlocked for me. Um, I know one, for one example, uh, Dr. Jerry Savelle, I would get vision when he would speak. He'd be in the middle of preaching about something over here. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost would start talking to me. I would receive vision. And that happened so many times, it caught my attention. I realized somehow, some way, the Lord has me connected to him so that when he speaks, an anointing releases in my life. Now, he's got an anointing in general, but this is specifically an anointing to unlock vision inside of me. And I need to pay attention to that. And I I watch those things. Um, one time I was, I had a big problem at one point with like women in ministry, but then I, I listened to some tapes on Joyce Meyer and I mean, there was an anointing on that. And I mean, I started getting revelation and the Lord challenged me. He said, who do you think gave her that anointing? Come on. He said, who do you think gave her that anointing? If, if, and if it was, if she wasn't anointed for you to get revelation, a woman teaching a man. If you don't think that that's the case, how would you have received that revelation? And I went, 
I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I, I don't, and that really helped to unlock and see. And so then that made me go back into the Word and dig in heavily. And what I found was what people were preaching, it was the exact opposite of what they were saying. And there's reasons for it. There's specific reasons. Today's not the day to lay all of that out there, but it's, it's almost very clear when you actually look at it. It's, it's really quite clear. But watching the anointing, pay attention to the anointing. When I learned to pay attention to the anointing, uh, it really helped to show what was actually going on and what wasn't going on. Uh, what the Lord was doing and what wasn't. And a good leader knows how to watch that anointing. It will help clear things up. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's good. Y'all are just like listening. <laughs> We're just soaking We're in the anointing. In the anointing. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> We're just soaking in the anointing. All right. Verse 3. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them before the Lord at Hebron, and they anointed David king over Israel. Now I want you to see this. A good leader, please put this in the comments. A good leader is a covenant person. They're a covenant person. They make commitments and covenants, and they stick to them. They have a covenant heart. They're not the kind of person that jumps back and forth all the time and they're loyal for today, then they're not loyal tomorrow. A good leader is a covenant person. Drop that in the comments. A good leader is a covenant person. Amen. And uh, think about this. Did David have to make a covenant with them? No, no, he didn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily required. He did that. Why? Because he's a covenant person. Yeah. This is what made him partly the great king. He was a covenant person. He didn't have to do that. He could have just accepted the kingship. He could have just accepted it. But he says, no, I'm going to make a covenant to you. Oh, what a great leader. This is an awesome, awesome thing. It says, and they anointed David king over Israel. So finally now you see the fulfillment of God's word that he had given. And uh, it's just awesome to watch. Verse 4. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years. Now, I want you to see something, too. He's 30 years old. I do believe that there are certain ages where you can see more than you've ever seen before. I think 30 is one of those years. I think 35 is a, you see things even a little bit better at 35 and better at 40. However, don't remember, Jesus was 30 when he started his ministry, and God saw fit. Now, yes, he was the Savior, but he's also our example. And don't count yourself down because you're not old. Remember what, um, I think it was to uh, Jeremiah, uh, that, that he says, don't, don't let them discount your youth. You know, I think that's in Jeremiah chapter 1. Don't let them discount your youth. You know, and don't let, don't let that, oh, and well, he said it to Timothy, yeah. you know, for sure. He said, look, don't let them talk about that. But I think he said it to Jeremiah as well. Don't let people look down on you just because you're you. Elder in the kingdom of God doesn't necessarily have anything to do with age. It does, age doesn't hurt, but that doesn't mean that you can't be an elder. You know, I remember, you know, I remember walking in some things when I was a youth. Uh, that a lot of adults didn't walk in. And it wasn't because I was somebody special. It was because I was somebody hungry. 
It was because I was hungry and humble to the things of God. So just because you're young doesn't mean that God can't move through you. And don't let the world teach you that it's not. Now, don't take what I just said and put on some pride and not receive. I do. I was talking to uh, actually Evangelist Mark on the way to the airport the other day. And we were talking about this generation as a whole has, you know, on a large part, uh, discounted uh, or not taken into account the importance of the mighty elders in the kingdom of God. They separated themselves from some of these generals of the faith, uh, if you want to call them generals. They separated themselves. That, that's the term that's the stereotype. I don't think it's the greatest term, but they've separated themselves from some of the generals of the faith. If you want to use that, you'll understand what I'm saying. And they said, I can do it. I can do it my way. And that was a grave mistake. And it's cost the body of Christ a lot of uh, issue because somebody said, well, I'm, I'm young. I can, do, I can do it if the Lord tells me to. And they haven't yielded and submitted themselves and humbled themselves to their need to receive impartation from some of the you know, people that are the highest in the kingdom of God on the earth. And that's a grave mistake. However, that doesn't mean that you can't do great and mighty things, but you, you do great and mighty things as you're connected, submitted, and uh, connected to people that are called to be over your life in that way. That's where I believe a lot of people miss it is they really don't understand the true power uh, and kingdom workings in submission and authority. Uh, when you look over in James 4 and 1 Peter 5, you see that grace and greater grace is given to those that humble themselves to the ways of God. And the ways of God is uh, for people to be connected to an elder in their life, a spiritual elder in their life. But I can promise you, I've seen people at 60 and 70 uh, that my, my children have had more spiritual maturity than they have because they've never learned and grown in those things. And I've seen people that were at 20s and 30s that truly were spiritual elders in a body uh, and people that were 50, 60, and 70 that had not studied to show themselves approved. And they weren't elders. They were not elders in the body of Christ. So age uh, is important, but that's not necessarily the greatest marker of a spiritual elder in that place. And that's why Paul could tell Timothy that, don't let them despise your youth. Yeah. Amen. 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 You know, the other day you, <clears throat> you were talking with me about, uh, uh, about being in a covering, um, having that uh, submission to someone here, obviously being submitted to the Lord, yeah. but being submitted to someone here, your pastor, your spiritual father, what, whatever you want to, to call it. Yeah. And, um, and you said how important that was, but you didn't say how important it was, that how old that person was. For instance, you're, yes. you're only uh, three years older than I am yeah. in that yeah. ballpark. And, and uh, at this time in my life, I would consider you, you are my pastor and I'm submitted to you. Right. Um, you, you, That's a you great honor, You talked about how important that was. Uh, and I think um, in my mind, I, I see um, that person being above you can be a springboard for you yes. and launch you further. That if you separate from that person, it's like you were talking about the other day. If you, yeah. take, if you take that plant out of the soil, it can no longer receive from the soil. Yes. And that plant is on its own. It has no, it has no base for nutrients. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, in Psalms 133, we see that, uh, let, let's just read that because it's such a great 
uh, passage there. So Psalms 133, it's basically three verses. And uh, it says this, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Um, let, me, let me just say this right away. Uh, for brothers to dwell together in unity is very important. But how can they be in unity if they have different visions? Mm-hmm. You know, a house divided uh, cannot stand. Mm-hmm. But what you see is if they have more than one vision, they're in division, mm-hmm. right? And so you don't have unity. So you're not going to have the rest of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, so in other words, see, like in this, in this situation here at Boomerang Church, all right, I'm the pastor. The Lord will call, the, the pattern throughout the whole Bible is God will choose a man or a woman. He will give that man or a woman vision, and then he will draw people, draw a team to that person. But there's supposed to be one vision. Mm-hmm. But many people today, they'll try to be resume building. They'll try to do that. And they're not actually planted. They're mm-hmm. just like, uh, their, their secondary purpose is to help where they're at. But their mm-hmm. primary purpose is to basically fulfill their destiny later on, not realizing that they're actually standing in the way of themselves. Yeah. Because if they don't plant themselves, they'll never fulfill their destiny at the height that they can. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be in there the whole time with a secondary vision not realizing that they're that secondary vision that they've allowed to sit there is actually holding them back from their destiny and it's keeping the fullness of the blessing of God from coming and so it's so very important for us to understand that you we're supposed to be you know do everything as unto the Lord we're supposed to be a hundred percent of everything we do yes. 100%. And if I'm in the middle, and I've done this wrongly, I've been in a church, and all I'm thinking about is, well, I'll be here for a while, and then eventually God will give me my own church. That was a wrong thought. It was a completely wrong thought. I should have never even been thinking about that. Let the Lord, I mean, he might be prophesying, and, and then some people well-doing can come up and say, well, you're going to have this, and you're going to have this, and in, your, in, in a few years, God's going to give you this ministry and that ministry. And they think that they're doing you good, but all they're doing is they're recognizing that they pro- it probably came out of their mind. But even if it is a true word of God, and my job is not to say, okay, I'm going to now give 25% of my thought to the future, which means I've got 25% that's not in my now. Right. And so I'm, I'm divided in my effort. And that's one of the problems. But here's the way of God. It's like Elijah and Elisha. If I will actually go 100% after Elijah as, as the, the mentee, you know, as, as I will go after him and I'll say, you know, there were a ton of prophets that saw that Elijah was leaving. But only one stuck with him to the last. And that one called, that one received the anointing mm-hmm. and double portion. There's all, they all could have followed him. He could have said, I'm not leaving you. But Elisha did it. And Elisha received the double portion because he was all in 100% the whole time until he went to heaven in that way. That's what people miss. And what happened to Elisha's, what happened to Elisha? Don't you know that many of the prophets probably looked, his peers probably looked at him and said, why are you following, why are you following him? Don't you know you could have your own ministry? Yeah, yeah all those prophets, we don't know their names, but we know Elisha's. That's right. <laughs> we know Elijah because all this time that it looked like and peer pressure probably said, you don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. 
When yeah. Elijah left, all of a sudden we knew Elisha. We knew Elijah, and there was so much anointing that was flowing through him that after he passed and went to heaven, the residual anointing in his body, they threw a young dead man in the cave. When the dead man hit his body, the anointing of God's life sprung up in that, and that young dead man came back to life again. Now that's an anointing, and that's what we've been missing. We've been missing the power of God because we haven't learned submission and authority. And we haven't really believed that God could multiply a house built. You know, God can bring up a mansion in a day. In one day, he can bring up a mansion of ministry, a mansion of your life. But many people don't believe that, so they think, well, I've got to get busy building mine. And that's the problem. They think about mine instead of thinking about his. That's right. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And I can tell you, I've been there too. It's how I learned it, but how I learned not to do it. Look at this. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. What happens when we do this right? What happens when we do it right? Verse 2. It's like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his robe. This is the anointing. When we move in unity, the oil comes down on the head, on the beard, and all the edges of his robes. Listen to this, verse 3. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Hallelujah. Life forevermore. Yes. And this is, what I, this is what I say about this passage. Lord, there's a big difference between a blessing mm -hmm. of the Lord released and a blessing commanded. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, a blessing released, you know, we can receive it or not. That's up mm -hmm. to us. But a blessing commanded, mm -hmm. we can't stop. <laughs> if God commands a blessing, it's happening. <laughs> it's going to happen. But there's a, and a lot of blessings are just released, and you can grab it or not. But when God commands a blessing, you can't stop it. So what's available in a body and in between brothers and sisters in Christ, if they will get in unity, God will start commanding the blessing. And you can't stop it. People can talk about you. They can say lies about you. But you won't be able to stop the blessing of the Lord. It'll start popping all over yes. your life. All of a sudden, the blessing of God will be overflowing. And what, but what does it come back to? What's the condition that we get in unity? So see, we need to purpose ourselves to be in unity, to follow God's plan. And that's how it worked. But there's also something else in verse 2. Look at the flow of the anointing. Look at the flow of this precious oil of God. It comes down upon the head, then the beard, and then to all the edges, the fringes of the rope. That means, now listen to this, the plan of God is for the anointing that breaks every yoke. The plan of God is for the anointing, the oil of God, yes. to touch and overflow every person in the body of Christ. Put that in the comments, please. The plan of God is for the anointing to touch every person's life in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Receive that for yourself. And Pastor, this, there's a, a word for this called cascading. Mm -hmm. It starts at the top. 
And then when it overflows there, it, it flows down, and it flows down, yes. and it flows down and outward, and it just fills the entire, the yes. entire space. Every bit. Hallelujah. Every bit. Yeah. Mm. And, it's, and that's why it's so important for us to, to submit to that covering and to place ourselves under, yes. that, under yes. that anointing so that we can benefit from the anointing. Cause exactly. Th th I, I was trying to look it up. I couldn't. I don't remember where it was, but um, in the New Testament, I know uh, uh, there, it talks about you know, uh, honoring and submitting to, to your spiritual leaders. And it says, um, uh, and it says, because if you don't, that would not be beneficial for you. It yes. doesn't say that won't be yes. beneficial for your leaders. Yes. It won't say that'll smite them or that'll, that'll really show them. It says, no, that won't be beneficial for you. Why? Yes. Because you put yourself out of the position to where you can have that cascading residual yes. anointing yes. that yes. you can benefit from. Yes. Yes, in exactly. my mind, in my mind, I'm seeing these uh, like these uh, champagne glasses, if you will, mm. yeah. in, in a fountain, right? Yeah. And they're all perfectly positioned mm -hmm. in the right place, and it's yeah. flowing down. But you take one of those glasses out, and it's not going to get a drop. Yes, yeah. you yes. take that Ooh. one out of position, that one just just slightly out of place, and it's not going to get a single drop. Yes, yeah. and, uh, of the and, and notice that doesn't just affect you but also those under you everything yes. under you. Mm. so right. so you so know your you're family out, you're everything underneath you is not going to get anything either. well mm -hmm. and that's exactly where i was going is this first of all who's the head of the body christ jesus the christ yeah. so jesus christ and christ is not his last name so what is christ christ is the anointed mm -hmm. one and his anointing yeah so we're talking directly about the anointing. So yeah. now watch this. The first thing for the body to receive the anointing is to be connected to the head. Hallelujah. Now I want you to see this. The, the beard represents the elders in the church. It represents the leadership of the church. Mm -hmm. And then the fringes of the robe is everybody in the body. I want you to see this. If a leader is not connected to Jesus, and watch this, not just Jesus the person, but they're not connected to the anointing, yeah. the power of God. Remember what Paul said, I don't come in convincing words of mm -hmm. man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power. And what was the rock? What was the revelation that Peter got that Jesus said, I'll build my church on this revelation, that he was the Christ, the anointing, the anointed one of God. He said, when you get a revelation that I am the power of God mm -hmm. and I'm the one chosen to bring you this power, that's what he's saying. He said, on this rock, I'll build my church. Yeah. So many churches have not been built up because their leader, their elder, was not actually connected to the anointing. They were connected to worldly logic. They were connected to a seminary. They're connected to facts about the Bible, but they weren't connected to the power of God. And so here's the other thing. As soon as they're not connected to the power of God, nobody underneath them, just like those cups, is going to have the power of God flowing in their life. And he said, the kingdom is the power. The kingdom is the power. So we're not operating in the kingdom like we should if we're not connected in that way. And it starts with the leaders in a church situation. It starts with the pastor. So if a pastor is not allowing the anointing to flow and he's not, and I'm not just talking about he agrees with it. Mm -hmm. If it's not flowing and manifesting in that church, mm -hmm. what does that tell us about who he's connected to? Nothing good. It's not, it's yeah. not connected, connected to Christ yeah. because he's the anointing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. He's the power. Yeah. So it tells. So and that means that doesn't mean they're not yeah. called to be a pastor. It doesn't mean that they're not born again and not going to heaven. But it does mean they need to question something. Yeah. I've been in this position too, where the power wasn't flowing like it needed to, and I had to challenge me. Right? Because if I'm not being touched by the anointing, then everybody in the body is not going to be touched by it. That's right. But if I'm a good shepherd, then I want the power flowing. I want provision. I want health. I want protection. I want deliverance. I want restoration. I want your fellowship with the Father to be operating at, at the top. But it can't do it if I'm not connected to the anointed one and his anointing right. yeah. the way that he told me to, it can't do it fully if we're not in unity. Yeah. But here's the other thing. It can't, I can be connected to the anointing, but if you're not planted and submitted to the vision, then you're not connected to the beard. And so the anointing can be on the head, the anointing can be on the beard, but it won't touch your life because you're not connected in that way. So that's our job as not only elders and leaders and pastors, but just as people in the body of Christ. I need men and women of God that Nicole and I are connected to, and, and I need to make sure. Yeah, Taylor said, if you don't have the power, basically, that means find a new church. He's right. Praise God. He's right. You want to be in a, you know, you got to see the fruit of the power of God in a church or else that church is not operating correctly. What's the fruit that the Holy Spirit said to do. The Holy Spirit said you've got to have the fruit of winning souls, of making disciples. You've got to have the fruit of power. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They'll cast out demons in my name, right? You've got to see the power of God. You've got to see supernatural revelation. I'm not talking about factual trivia. I'm talking about the kind of revelation that started popping in you when you and I talked on the phone. All of a sudden you see there's more to all this. Your spirit gets opened up. I'm talking about the kind of revelation you speak one word and somebody's free. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about Holy Ghost goosebump, mm -hmm. factual trivia revelation. I'm talking about supernatural revelation. And another fruit is you've got to have the fruit of the Spirit, yes. the mm -hmm. character of God. You've got to see these, these fruit in people. If they're operating correctly, that'll be in individuals, but it'll also be in a church. You know, it will be in a church. So, for example, let me give you an example of these. Uh, <laughs> In this, this year, we had the lockdown for two months, you know, uh, two, or th two, two and a half months, still people were slow getting out. And we still have over 1,430 people that have committed to Christ this year. That's souls. Making disciples, that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. You know, I think I could ask anybody in here, are you, have you grown this year in the Lord? And everybody would raise their hand. Why? Because they're growing. They're not, just, they're not just fulfilling average and mediocrity and status quo. They're moving up. They're going higher. And it's a daily thing for yes. many people. So we're making disciples. The power of God. Just this month alone, we've had people healed just while they're listening to, to the uh, message. We've had people filled with the Holy Ghost on Pentecost. Just like in Acts when they were preaching, Peter's preaching, and the Holy Spirit fell and they started praying in tongues and the power of God just shook them in their seat. That happened right here in that way. A supernatural revelation where things unlock and they see clearly these things like they've never seen it before. I've seen that happen in you in just yes. the past couple of weeks, you know. And then you see the fruit of the Spirit where people are putting on fruit. They're, they're uh, pruning out.
out the things uh, that are uncharacteristic of God and putting on and lifting up to new places in the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, you know, gentleness, self-control, all of this. This is fruit that's happening all the time here, and, and that's great. And, but here's the thing. We could not be here if we weren't connected to the head. He's the one where that anointing flows to break the yoke. But we must be connected in that way. How do we get connected? You find a place that's moving in that. And then you'll start to move in that as you plant yourself in that place. And you connect to the elders who's connected to the anointed one and his yes. anointing. Yeah. Amen. And so this is, a, this is a thing of submission and authority that's so very important. And right now Israel is coming together in unity. And you're about to see the unity that God commands the blessing with. He spoke under his anointed, David will be the anointed king over all his people. Now the people, watch this, you couldn't have an anointed kingdom until the people decided we will come under the anointed king. That's right. We will come under what God said to do. And as soon as the people decided we're going to do what God said to do, <laughs> There's an anointing that explodes over the over the whole nation, and it's and it's awesome. And so he reigns, David reigns uh, for all this time, and it's beautiful. And we'll talk more uh, tomorrow. But this is what can happen when we will submit ourselves to the things of God. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand, I'm not just saying submit yourselves to men. I'm saying submit yourself to godly men mm -hmm. that are walking in godliness. And if they stop walking in godliness. Stop submitting yourself. They, they, if they're not walking in godliness, they're not authorized to carry an authority. There's a big key. If they're not walking in the things of God, they're not authorized to walk in that. They're not authorized to walk in it. Look up that verse, if you would, um, where he gives us the power to get wealth. Just look it up in your, in your Bible. And here's the thing, too, Pastor. You said that if they're not walking in godliness, uh, you know, they're... They're no longer walking in the anointing. Yes. But here's the thing is, is in, in my experience, I have found that though these people are not walking in godliness, they're still pouring out something. Yes. yes. So you may not be collecting the, the anointing of the Lord, but you're collecting something mm -hmm. that you just don't want. Good army 818. Yes. There's, um, say that last statement one more time. Yes, sir. So if... If they're not walking in the Lord and, they're, and, and what's coming off of them, what's flowing off of them is not of the Lord. It's something you don't want. So if you're yes. submitted underneath them, you're catching something you just don't want. That is exactly right. And that, because there's only two sources. You have God and you've got the devil. Mm -hmm. Those are the two sources of everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's not because the devil can create. You just have to recognize what's the source that's backing it. And if it's not God then it's not good, you know, and it's not good for us. And what you're saying is very true because we need to make sure that we are uh, understanding that who's the source of this thing. Who, and in other words, if, and I've seen men, and I want you to know, I've seen men of God that have gone, um, they've gone after God. And then I've seen men of God who've not gone after God for a while. And then they've come back. And, but what I'm saying is you don't just ditch them. You know, let's say that you see a man of God make, you know, a mistake. That doesn't mean that you just ditch him right there. David makes a mistake. He makes several mistakes. 
And that was, it wouldn't have been right for Israel to say, you're not our king anymore. No, you, you give the person a chance to repent. But if you see a rebellious unrepentance, and, a, and a, they won't even look at themselves to see. But that's not what you see out of David. He was quick to repent. As soon as he recognized the mistake, and this is the key, he was quick to repent. And so what the Lord showed me several years ago, and I use it at, in pastoring, and uh, I think it's good for people to use it for the people that they're connected to. You know, so not just looking at our peers and people that we might be leading, but also use this when we're looking at the people that might be leading us. What's their direction? Is their direction going after God? You know, and that means, so if I see somebody make a mistake, that doesn't mean that they've turned away from God. It just means they were deceived in something and missed it, right? But if they're quick to repent, their direction is still after God. Yes. But if they get in pride and they don't want to take a look at themselves and they're not willing, you know, you and I were talking about uh, the other day about a situation where, you know, you're just saying, let me look at that again. Let me, let me look at this situation again on what to do. Yes. Well, if you're not willing to do that, that's a problem. You know, yeah. that, that's a problem. If I'm not willing to do that, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that, those are the markers of, an, of a lack of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, that's a marker of a lack of character, and that's a marker that they may be going off. But as long as somebody's heading towards Jesus, yeah. they can be deceived and miss it. But if they'll be repentant and not prideful, they're still going after Jesus. And the Holy Ghost will help correct them, just like he helped correct David. And so we don't just jump ship because of that. But if they get off for real, yes. and it's been, you know, a while since they've been on target going after Jesus, you have to be mindful of that, and you have to watch that. That's very important. So, right. Yeah. It's like driving down the road, you know, when you, when you say, I'm, I'm headed to Concord, I'm going down this road, you know, and you're pointing your car. Do you just point your car, hold the wheel, and close your eyes and, and, and just go? Certainly not. Yes. As you go, you're making fine-tuned adjustments That's right. to stay between the lines. Mm -hmm. you're, you've never store, uh, steered away from Concord, but you yes. are, you're maintaining your lane. One of the things that we've said multiple times is always have your spiritual ears open for instruction from God, from, for instruction, correction, and redirection. Always have your ears open for instruction, correction, and redirection. And that'll keep you, that humility of that will keep you on track. And so, amen. Well, we just uh, praise God for you being with us. We want to go now, you know, the Lord gave us an instruction here uh, that to teach and preach on prosperity and provision of God because uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so we're going to take just a couple of minutes. And if you'll hear this, something in your spirit will change and you will be ready to receive the promises of God on provision. And so listen to this. This is Deuteronomy 8.18. Thank you for finding the verse. I could see the 18 <laughs> in it. I could see the 18. I was like, What's the, what was the book in the chapter? Uh, he said, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. All right, that he's given us. God, this is the heart of God. Please put this in the comments right now. This is the heart of God, that I have power to get wealth. This is the heart of God, that I have, make it personal, that I have power to get wealth. This is the heart of God, 
that I have power to get wealth. If you are his child and you are a, a child of God, his heart is to give you the power to get wealth. Now, why would he do that? A couple of reasons. Number one, he loves you. Two, why would he give you the power to get wealth? Number one, he loves you. Number two, to empower you to do good things. Number one, because he loves you. Number two, to empower you to do good things. So he says in, over in 2 Corinthians 9, to give you an abundance to do every good work. But also you see here, I'm up, he says, I'm upholding my covenant. If God doesn't make available the power to get wealth to you, he has not upheld his covenant. If God doesn't make the power of wealth available to you, he has not upheld his covenant. Well, what do you think? How do you think God's going to feel about that? Oh, he's going to uphold his covenant. So what does that mean? The power to get wealth is available to every believer. The power to get wealth is available. But it's not just that. He wants to make sure that you have the power mm -hmm. to establish his covenant in the earth. One, he says, look, you're, you're a love of my life. I want to get stuff to you because I love you. Yep. Number two, I want to get stuff to you because you will help get the covenant to somebody else. Mm -hmm. He says, I want to get it to you because I love you. And I, because I love other people, I want to get it through you to establish my covenant in them too. Yeah. This is how God works. To give us the power to get wealth. What does that mean? That means in God, there is a power to get wealth. And it's God's will. And it's his heart. And that's what he wants. But how do people get the power to get wealth? How do they get the power to get wealth? Well, I found that it's a couple of different ways. Both of them have to deal with, with sowing, uh, but here's one of the things. How do I get the power to get wealth? Number one, we're talking about power. We're talking about anointing. It goes right back to what we've been talking about all day today, is the power to get wealth will be released through the anointing. The anointing will break the yoke of poverty. Please put that in the, in the comments. The anointing will break the yoke of poverty. The anointing will yes. break the yoke of poverty. Yes. Make it yours. The anointing will break the yoke of poverty. Just a side note here, Barrett, as we're wrapping up, and uh, if they can get this ready on the screen, what's today, Wednesday? Mm -hmm. I want us to go through that, uh, go through the uh, different confessions. So today will be confession four. So when I throw it over to you, Barrett, I want you to go over before we end confession four with everybody. Amen. We got seven confessions that we say each day. We're going to go through one each day, sometimes two. But he will give you the power. The anointing will give you the power to break the yoke of poverty. Yes. The anointing will give you the power. All right, so how does that happen? You go, you can, in order to have the anointing, you've got to connect with the anointing. Mm. So you connect with the anointing through your personal fellowship with God. By spirit-led word, worship, and prayer, you connect with the anointing through other people of God, impartation. So when people come in, if you're going to a church that's not walking in the anointing like what we were talking about earlier, you're not going to receive there the anointing to get wealth. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a church that walks in the power of God and you come up and all of a sudden the anointing, I mean just the anointing of God comes on you. In that moment, you can receive an anointing to get wealth 
as it's transferred simply by the laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. I want, I, you know, there should be people that understand this and that come up and say, I want an anointing to get wealth. I want an anointing to get wealth transferred into my life. So number one, if you really want that, you'll spend time with God yes. yourself individually. Number two, if you want that, that you will, uh, you'll, You'll go after that thing and grab a hold of it with your faith because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm -hmm. And faith will say, I need that anointing to get wealth because I know I don't just need it for myself. I need it to do every good work. Now, if your heart's wrong in that, you're gonna, your faith is not going to work the, the right way. But if your heart is pure towards God and his kingdom, seeking him first, Lord, I want this anointing so I can do an abundance. And then God will say, you can have it, and you can reach out by faith and grab a hold of it. And, and I should have people that come on a regular basis. I want the anointing to create wealth. You know, and, and they're by faith. They're grabbing a hold of it. And then we pray, and that anointing flows in their life. Many times, you'll, you'll hear uh, Pastor Rodney say it uh, many times. People were, they were out under the power of the anointing on the floor while the power of the Holy Ghost uh, fell on them. And all of a sudden, an idea comes, and uh, they get the whole plan. Like uh, Planet Shakers, you know, uh, what's his name? Russell. Uh, uh, Russell, he received that while he, he, I heard him tell the story. He received the whole plan for planet shakers, which is literally shaking the planet. Uh, he received it while he was laying on the ground after Dr. Rodney had prayed for him. The anointing gave him the power to create this massive organization and do that. The anointing did by impartation in this way. So number one, in order to have the power to get wealth, you need the anointing. Number two, you get the power to get wealth. How does the kingdom operate all the time? Seed, time, and harvest. If you want the harvest of an anointing to get wealth, then you sow into an anointing to get wealth. Yeah. Man, if I, the other day, I was sitting there uh, at a meeting, and literally, this, what a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. Some of, you, some of you will flip out when you hear this. And uh, so literally, I'm sitting here on the front row of a meeting, and literally rubbing my elbow, rubbing my elbow right here is Bill Winston. This is just... Eight months ago, nine months ago. Right there, Bill Winston. That man has got an anointing for wealth. And I'm sitting here rubbing elbows with him. Were you just like... Oh, yeah. Just whatever like, anointing you got, rub it off on so me. So which, which elbow was that? Yeah, <laughs> that one. This one. That one, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sitting there, yeah, so you know Residual who Bill Winston anointing. is. And uh, Bill Winston is carrying an anointing. So mm -hmm. I'm sitting there with Bill Winston... Mm -hmm. Right there. Literally, I kept having to, I was like trying to honor him. So I'm like pulling my elbow in because we're literally rubbing elbows. And uh, not figuratively, literally. And I, and I thought, man, and here's the thing. <laughs> I have, I have, a, uh, I have a kind of a rule that I live by that the Lord's given me when I'm around uh, my spiritual uh, leaders and other large spiritual leaders. I always will sow into them a certain amount. Well, the thing was, I just come from several meetings, and I was doing some of that crazy giving I was talking about yesterday, and uh, I had taken the bank account pretty low, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty low. And and I thought, do I even have enough money to give him my normal that I would give him because I had just given you know quite a bit of stuff, 
And I said, there's no way I'm going to sit beside this man and not sow into his anointing. And I'm going to receive, because I don't want just an anointing to get wealth. I want a wealth of spiritual, too, because I want a, a wealth of anointing. I want a wealth of, of healing anointing. I want a wealth of revelation anointing, you know, and he's, he's walking in all of that. And uh, so I'm sitting there. I said, all right, let me think. How can I, all right, I can, I've got a little bit here and a little bit here. I'm going to pull all this together so that I can sow into this man. Because I am not leaving this moment without sewing into him. So I, I, right then I wrote a check out and I said, hey, here's this. I moved some stuff around. And uh, I, I said, my wife and I, if you'll receive this, my wife and I would just like to sow into you. Because whatsoever man sows, that we also reap. Yes. I'm going to tell you, you know, <laughs> a few days or weeks later, we get a card in the mail from Bill uh, Winston and his wife. And, uh, you know, and it was, you know, probably a card that they mail out to pretty much anybody. But it came not from their ministry because I didn't sow into their ministry. I sowed directly into the man. Yeah. I said, I said, and I, here's this card. Brian and Nicole Wright from Bill and Veronica Winston. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Who am I? You know, yes, this is just a man. But this is a man who sought after the Lord for a long time. This, this is one of those generals of our time. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. Mighty. One of the mightiest men of God on this planet today. Many, many people might not even know who it is. You need to look him up. You want to talk about a spirit of faith coming on you when he preaches. Bill Winston, love him. And uh, man, when he talks, the anointing flows in me. I recognize it and I honor it. So here he is, and uh, I get a card sent to Brian and Nicole Wright. And I'm sure he sends it to other people, but that meant something to me. I went, look at this man. I just got a letter from him and his wife. You know, and he might not remember my name, but right now he remembers because of an offering enough to send this card. What a blessing, Lord. Look how you bless, you know, two very poor people, Nicole and myself. Look at what you've done, you know, where we didn't have two pennies to rub together at times, literally. Look at what you've done. And see, here's the thing. That, we're special in the eyes of God, but here's the thing. You're special in the eyes of God, too. You are special in the eyes of God. You're special in the eyes of God. You're special in the eyes of God. And he will give you the power to get wealth. But we have to do the things that God has told us to do. And we have to get around the anointing, receive impartation, and we have to sow into the anointing. And that's what we give people the opportunity to do each day. Mm -hmm. How does God give wealth to people? He brings them a harvest. But how does he bring them a harvest? Off of a seed that he multiplies. But how can we have a harvest if we don't have a seed that's sown? Yeah. And so people can say, well, I don't have money to give away. And praise God, I don't have money to give away either. But I do. I find money to sow. Hallelujah. I find money to sow. Amen. Glory to God. I thank you for everybody who's donated and sown already into that. If you'd like to sow, you can do hashtag donate and the amount in Facebook. Or you can go to givebc.org. You don't have to. But here's what God does. He says, if you want to sow, I'll make, a, I'll make it available to you. And if you'll sow, I'll take you to another level. Yeah. And uh, that's God saying that throughout his word. 
You should be sowing like this at whatever church you go to uh, that is carrying an anointing. And uh, you should be sowing into people that are, that are carrying an anointing. You should be sowing into the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 10, if you sow uh, in, into the kingdom or for my name's sake, you'll receive in this time and in the time to come. Yeah. And so let's, let's sow. I just saw uh, Priscilla say, how do I get the power to get wealth? Connect uh, with the anointing through the word. And, th and others walking in the power of God and go after it with my faith, so into the anointing. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that seed, Julie. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you, uh, buddy. I just saw that you put that on there. Uh, thank you for everybody. Lord, right now, let us just pray. And this is a part of you receiving the anointing. So right now, if you're planning on giving even today or even, uh, even this weekend, even if you're planning on giving this weekend at your church, receive this prayer for yourself right now. Receive this for yourself right now. I'm going to pray that whatever you sow is blessed. And so right now, get whatever you're going to do, have that in your heart, have that in your mind, and be ready to receive this prayer right now. Yes. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let every seed sown that came off of this word today, whether it's into this ministry or not, let every seed sown that comes off of this ministry today or any time in the future of what I ministered today, Lord, let it be blessed. Yes. Lord, I declare that seed sown in the proper heart of a cheerful and abounding giving, that any seed sown on that level with a proper heart, Lord, let that seed be multiplied Hallelujah. now in Jesus' name. Let it be supernaturally multiplied. Lord, let the harvest come in now in the name of Jesus. Let it not wait. Let it be a quick harvest and a supernatural harvest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, and just say this with me. Say it with me. I believe. I believe. And I receive, and I receive a supernatural harvest. A supernatural on harvest. On the seeds I sow. On the seeds, seeds I, I sow. And the power. And the power. To get wealth. To get, get wealth. wealth. In Jesus' name. In, In Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hmm. Amen. Just give me a second here. Just seeking the Lord. Trying to figure out when to say something. Whether it's today or another day. Thank you, Father, for your wisdom and your revelation. I just praise you. Amen. Amen. I'll say it on another day. Glory to God. We love you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Barrett is going to tell you about what we're doing tomorrow, and she's going to go over that confession. Uh, get confessions in your mouth. It's going to be awesome. If you haven't shared the broadcast yet, please share it. Uh, share it on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, uh, take that link. Share it on Twitter. Uh, share it with your friends. Hey, on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Yes. Please go subscribe to the channel. We need to bump up those subscriptions mm -hmm. so we can do some more things. And uh, if you don't know what the link is, go to whatsright.com. What's right, like uh, my last name, W W H A T S W R I G H T dot com. 
go there and click on a video and then it says YouTube. And when you go to YouTube, make sure that you su subscribe there. And, uh, but Barrett's going to tell you some more. Uh, share the broadcast. People need to hear these yes. things. That's going to set them free. They need to walk in the power of wealth, of God's wealth. And they need to have an abundance to do every mm. good work. This has been something that has hamstrung the church because they believe the lie that poverty equaled humility. It's a lie. Mm. It's a complete lie. Mm. It's the exact opposite of God's heart. And I would say it's even heresy. It is a complete lie. And so we love you. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Thank buddy you. just put up the link to YouTube right there. And uh, maybe we can share that as well across the other ones. Uh, if you're on uh, Periscope, share it on Periscope and uh, Twitter. If you're on Twitch, which is another place where we share it. And uh, we love you. Subscribe there as well. Amen. Barrett, Amen. you ready? Well, guys, thank you for being here with me. Thank, thank you. you I appreciate your input. And I appreciate you guys' uh, humility. And uh, it's a blessing. God's going to do great and mighty things with you. And I, I believe in you so much. Amen. And uh, God, I can see God doing things in you already. And it's just awesome. And uh, it's, it's a, you have an exciting future in him. I'm excited about it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Barrett. Amen. Well, before we go over our confession, tomorrow, make sure that you tune in tomorrow a great episode. It's probably going to be slightly cringy for those of us participating because on deck tomorrow is what's unfortunate and it's going to be a live what's unfortunate. So there's no pre-recording. It's live tomorrow. And then questions and answers with Buddy. It's going to be a good one. We had some awesome questions submitted last week. We're going to go over some of those. And if you have questions that you've been wondering about in the Bible, send those to us and we will do our best to answer those as quickly as we can. And we are going to end tomorrow with a challenge. I'll even tell you which one it is. We're going to do a lemon challenge tomorrow. So it's going to be great. That's going to be tomorrow. But Right now, we want to leave this time confessing the word of God over our lives because when we decree a thing, it shall be established. The word does not return void. And these confessions that we're going to be doing them, I believe we're going to start doing them every day. And they are all inspired by the word of God. Today's confession, we're going to put it up so you can read it and then we are going to confess it together. And as I say it, say it with me. Let's... All of us, the What's Right family, let's all confess these things together and see the Lord move in our life. Confession of the day. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Okay, that's the confession. You ready to make this yours? I'm ready for it to be mine. Lord, in the name of Jesus, every weapon formed against us is exposed it will not prosper and in jesus name it is destroyed my life works because no weapon formed against it will prosper amen i would encourage you as we do these confessions write them down and just start confessing them over yourself every single day but today you know no weapon formed against you is going to win You've got the victory on your side because the Lord is for you. Amen. We love you. Thank you for being here. My bracelet caught the bottom of my shirt. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We love you so much. Tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. See you soon. Have a good day.